the blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Mm, giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans. Giving you every single episode of Seinfeld, back to back to back to back to back, breaking it down, giving you our thoughts. We are unencumbered, baby. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey, baby. And today we are talking season eight, episode 15, The Susie. It first aired February 13th, 1997. Corey, please give us that synopsis. Two days before my uh, eight. No, 17th birthday. There we go. There we go. Math, baby, math. Uh, The Susie. Elaine's co-worker calls her Susie by mistake, but Elaine pretends to be Susie to protect her reputation. Kramer sets his watch an hour ahead. George avoids his girlfriend because he suspects she's about to break up with him, and he wants her to help him make a grand entrance at the Yankee Ball... Kramer places bets on Jerry's behalf with Mike Moffat, who thinks Jerry is a murderer. All right. That's a step up from being a phony. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got Mike Moffat back, baby. <laughs> yes, we do. It's been a nice minute uh, from there. And if you guys are on our free feed listening to this one, hey, take some time. Check out the Patreon. It's only a dollar, a single dollar, and you're going to get uh, at least some some uh, fun you know, some quicker episodes. You're not going to have to listen to the uh, ads that Corey puts in on this one, you know. <laughs> Just consider it, guys. It's, uh, it really helps us out. That's right. All yes, right. If, if you love us, if you've made us this far in the show, uh, yeah, we would, we would really appreciate it. But, um, you know, we know the times are tough, and uh, a free way to help out the show is mm-hmm. to leave a five-star review with a nice little, you know, one or two sentence write-up on Apple Podcasts or just a five-star review on Spotify. They don't do like a, a you know, a write-up or anything. But yeah. both of those, you know, uh, do really help us get new listeners and everything. So th- those reviews are really, really big. Yep. Thank you in advance. All right. Let's do our scene-by-scene breakdown. And we start off in a cab. George asks Elaine how much uh, she would consider his worth as a gigolo and she's like uh, about a dollar uh, <laughs> he's like, he's like but it's all night and she's like i know <laughs> yeah she doesn't want that she's got a gym and he thinks his worth. he thinks he's about three hundred dollars yeah. you know? and you know that's just kind of this back and forth on here um uh, that's pretty much this opening scene of them just kind of going about this it was funnier than yeah. some of the other ones yeah i agree i liked it. it there's a lot of little back and forth that was that was very enjoyable but yeah this one doesn't have any you know relation to the rest of the episode yeah. at all the conversation so here how much would one night with Corey cost <laughs> one night with Corey. sign up to our patreon at the highest tier <laughs> for a thousand dollars and i will uh one, wow thousand dollars for one night of sex with you that'd be that's that's pretty good isn't it uh <laughs> for yeah. me for me at least <laughs> yeah i mean i guess as a gigolo my cost would probably have to be it would be on a scale depending on the attractiveness of the clientele right yeah yeah it would be a sliding scale it it, it can't be a flat rate it can't be a flat rate you know if uh yeah there's some people who it's going to cost buku bucks and then others not gonna say it'd be free but it you know and and regardless i i I think i can safely say that uh no matter what you and i are definitely better looking than george costanza I believe so. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. All right. uh, Kind of diving into the actual episode. Jerry and Kramer are walking down the street talking about daylight savings time. And this is pretty topical, man, from when we're recording. I know it dates our recording. uh, But don't forget, this coming Sunday, it is this Sunday, you need to jump ahead. (laughs) I don't know when it is. I just know they tell us the (laughs) night before. That's all I know. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Then that was Jerry's line and everything. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Kramer, though, decides to go ahead and move his uh, his watch forward an hour. Fucking Christ, I hate this storyline for Kramer. <laughs> it is stupid. It stupid. is dumb. You, it like, is and dumb. I get like what they're trying. Like, oh, he's Kramer. He's quirky. He's going to do his thing. Yeah, he, 
yeah, he's a part of society. Like, it just, it's not going to work that way. You're going to miss everything. It's so dumb. You're living in a society, <laughs> uh, and they don't work that way, yes. Uh, they end up seeing Mike Moffat on the street, again, played by Lee Ehrenberg. Yep. We all know from who, Pirates of the Caribbean. Of the Caribbean. Tons uh, of stuff. He was in uh, uh, Once Upon a Time, which I used to watch that show back in the day. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, he's he, he rec- always recognized him. But I will say, I mean, I'm sure I said it before when we saw him, but the first time I saw Pirates of the Caribbean, I was like, is that the guy from Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. The guy who calls Jerry a phony. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all that good stuff. So uh, they say hi. Apparently he's a bookie now. He's got a new new gig as a bookie, which Kramer immediately kind of has to back off because he's uh, addicted to it. He's a gambleholic. I don't think that's the thing, but you know what I mean? Which I like. That That, that is that is a part of Kramer's personality, and that is something yes. that's persisted uh, for seasons, you know? Yep. Uh, Mike then asks Kramer for the time. And he tells them from his watch, so we know it's an hour later. He's like, oh, man, I'm running late. That doesn't come back at all. I thought I was going to sneeze. That's why I stopped. But, yes, it does not come back at all. It, um, he's, you know, well, it doesn't come back one, at all for Mike, I should say. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you know, yeah, because it's going to reoccur with Kramer. Um, and not really to a great degree. But with the Mike thing, this should have set Mike off on a journey that ends up fucking him yes, somehow. Yes, yes. That's, that's, I'm completely with you. And when I was watching this episode, you know, I know that it's not going to. But when I was watching the episode, I was like, oh, you guys missed a, just a great opportunity to, to have this be the starting point for Mike's, you know, whatever storyline downfall that he's going to have. And not mm-hmm. that I dislike what happens with him and Jerry, because I actually really do. Oh, yeah. But, but it's it's the Kramer storyline in this episode that fucking makes just no fucking sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Well, I'm not much of a fan of the uh, other storyline that we're going to get right now. Oh. Uh, at, at, <laughs> at work, uh, Elaine is working with somebody on this project, and she, this lady, Peggy, calls her Susie. And Elaine kind of has to look back. She doesn't say anything, but you can kind of tell it bothers her because bothers she doesn't know her. And my immediate thought was, Elaine was president of this company not that long ago. Yeah, I mean, and of course, this Peggy lady mentions that at some point later in the episode. Yeah, that, that's you, the kind of, yeah. Yeah, but how do you not, like, it. know that that's, first off, how do you not know that that's not Elaine? And second off, especially because that event, you know, Peterman leaving the company and then just randomly leaving a person in charge would have been such a big ordeal. And then the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, this crazy lady that, that Peterman left in charge of the company hires a crazy war vet guy that, you know, and then causes all the staff to leave. Like, it would be so talked about that everyone mm-hmm. would know who she is. That's problem one. Problem two is why the fuck didn't Elaine just go, uh, I'm not Susie, I'm Elaine. Like there was no yeah, like no. later on. She says later that, on, though. huh? Yeah, she says that. Oh, I should have done that. Right, um, but la- when like, she talks to Jerry about it. Right, but later on, she realizes like it becomes good for her that she doesn't actually know who yeah. she is. But right now, that is not in play. And I would think a normal human being would have been like, uh, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm Elaine, not Susie." You know, well, she's she's not normal, man. That's why she goes on these wacky adventures <laughs> yeah. that we gotta watch. Yeah, and uh, Peggy's played by uh, Morgan Cole. Um, I recognize her from like ER. She did like an extended stint on ER. That's that's she was in Star Trek. She's she's been all the the normal stuff that that you know actors are in. You know across the board. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, I see the name Megan Cole, um, not Morgan. But oh yeah, I'm sorry, Megan Cole. Yep, yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah. not a big deal. But like, it's another one of those actresses. She's only got 15 credits, and her picture on IMDb is her sign is a sign yeah. picture from Seinfeld. This so again, you know, <laughs> there's not going to be that much. No, <laughs> so. Uh, all right. So yeah, uh, at Monk's Elaine uh, and Jerry to kind of talk about this whole situation. George comes in and he's got like this suit with him. Uh, apparently it's this whole Yankees ball, Yankee ball that is going to be happening. And he's all excited about it. And, uh, uh apparently the Yankee ball is happening at the tavern on the green. Uh, famously, mm-hmm. uh, Adam, you probably know that from Ghostbusters. It is where Lewis Tully is, uh, trying to get inside when, uh, the, the terror dog is chasing him and then finally, you know, mm. possesses him outside. That's Tavern on the Green. Okay. Very cool. Uh, he's taking Allison. Of course he's taking Allison. This is his current love interest for the week. Uh, he calls her, oh, she's perfect for a ball. 
Uh, she's beautiful. She's, you know, whatever. And she's lithe. <sighs> and I had, of course, they kind of had this little funny-ish yeah, back and forth. Like live, L-I-V-E. Then he's like, no, lithe. L- it's like L-I-T-H-E or something, right? L-I-T-H-E. Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, it was it was, it was was a funny little wordplay that I thought made better in my head because of the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode in season two or three where he's talking about, he's like, I don't know how to, I know how to spell it. Remember that it was, he was in bed. With, oh, I forgot what the yes. word was. I forgot what the I, word was. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry guys and gals, I'm kind of ruining my point here, but the, the point is that joke there was like a, a word joke. And I, I, and so here I was almost like, even though Larry David's not on the season, it felt like a Larry David joke, the whole mm-hmm. live versus life versus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you said you uh, had to look up live. I did. Of course, look it up. It means uh limber, supple or flexible like a ballerina. Yes. Yes. So, uh, but apparently George is super excited. He really wants to make a grand entrance. And, you know, with this person, she's bringing a backless dress. And it's like, man, when she comes in, she can twirl. And it's going to be so exciting because that's what you do at balls. And no one's like, you, no one twirls. It's like, oh, she's going to twirl. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's fucking obsessed about this goddamn twirl. Well, yeah. Yes, he is. But I also got to say, I mean, she's she's a beautiful woman. You don't see her a lot in this episode. And I think he's probably he might be more obsessed with her. Um, but again, it's another one of the uh, the out, out of her out of his league girlfriends, yes, you know, but he's not obsessed with her on that yeah, because once right. they break up, they they or they don't, you know, the whole thing. It's, it's Jerry's the ball. like, it's you know, the ball. this is about the ball, isn't yeah. it? He's like, yes, it's about the ball. And it's like, well, it should be about her because she's much hotter than any fucking ball. Yeah. Yeah. You're but, right. You're right. I'm, yeah, I was wrong about that. You're you're 100 yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. So uh, but he goes and sees her, uh, you know, and she gives him we need to talk. Uh, and then we cut away from the apartment. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to call out. I think you might enjoy this. Oh, yeah. Allison, yeah. played by uh, Shannon Kenny. Um, mm-hmm. She was the voice of Ink on Batman Beyond. Did you watch see, that show? I, I watched Batman Beyond. I don't remember that character. I did see that. But I don't remember. Oh, so now so I, now you know, I gotta here's what's funny. I didn't watch Batman Beyond, and that's one of the few episodes that I actually remember and know. <laughs> oh, okay, I've I've definitely seen that character. Yeah. Okay. She she apparently on IMDb, if you look her up, she does a lot more voice acting stuff. It seems. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. she did some show called Max Steel. I kind of remember that shitty ass show. Yeah. 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 Oh. I remember that. Oh, that looked awful. Oh, you know why I know uh, that? I know I know that because I was working at a video game localization company, and one of my um, my clients was Mattel. They localized all of Mattel stuff, and I remember mm. Max Steele was a Mattel uh, property oh, and everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a, a decent amount of little like you know, credits. nothing huge, but but not bad. I figured you'd be excited about the Batman Beyond though. Well, yeah, Were you, I, are I you a Batman that. Beyond I, fan? I enjoyed it. I'm not like the hugest Batman uh, Beyond fan. Okay. Um, I mean, I was much more of a uh, Batman the Animated Series fan, but I watched Batman Beyond. I probably watched, I would say, most every episode. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, but it's solid. I mean, I do, I think that show is pretty shway. It's from the show. <laughs> from Batman Beyond. <laughs> shway means cool. Oh, okay, cool. Nice, nice. <laughs> I, so. I didn't watch it as much, but yeah. <laughs> All right, let's just move on. <laughs> the dead silence. <laughs> Yeah, cricket. So, uh, yeah, we cut to George. Um, so, yeah, the, he, he gets the we need to talk, and then we cut to George with Jerry. And apparently he told her uh, that he needed to go. He wanted to go get a soda, and he never came back. He's trying to avoid her. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, you know, he's even supposed to be at lunch with her right now at Pomodoro's. And apparently this place, Pomodoro's, is where everybody goes to break up with somebody. Yeah. Okay. She's famous that's, for that. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. okay with that little joke right there. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so he's decided he's going to keep avoiding her until the ball. And my first thought is, why do you think she'll go with you to this ball if you're avoiding her? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Yeah, it's it, because they're technically still boyfriend and girlfriend and she has to go. Yeah, it no sense. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No. Uh, Kramer comes in and we find out he put a bet in for Jerry. Uh, you know, basically, you know, going to use Jerry's money to make his bet. So he is utilizing Mike as a bookie, which is not good for him and his mental state. No, but he's just diving right into it. So, but in, but using like he was like Jerry, you got to pay him a hundred bucks. Like, yeah, uh, and you know, Jerry at first was a little like, uh, but you know, it. I felt like that just did, 
I felt like that should have been different. Like Jerry should have been a little bit more mad about the fact yeah. that he has to pay Mike a hundred bucks. Well, also, you know what? I didn't even think about this from before, but another thing that hurts, you know, this really kind of hurts the storyline or the setup that Kramer says, I got a problem um, and I don't want to do this. And then he just starts doing it. And then there's really no recourse of him falling you know, off the wagon. Again. Yeah. Type yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, we just kind of get distracted with the other storylines, yeah. and Kramer falling off the wagon doesn't go anywhere, and it's just like, what the fuck? There should be something. And, and this is the last episode that we've watched in this chunk, so maybe it'll maybe. go forward, but I don't really remember it happening that way. Yeah, yeah, we will have to see. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. So um, we cut back to Elaine's work, and Peggy continues to call her Susie. Here's where she brings up, oh, we got a memo from this Elaine Benes, uh, and calls her adult and whatnot. And so, yeah, obviously the lady mixed up Elaine with Susie, and Elaine doesn't know how to just fucking tell her. Yeah, and, um, and then the, the yeah. ongoing gag of... You know, her being her, the, the Peggy calling Susie Suze and, you know, Elaine getting very angry about that, which of all this whole thing, that's probably my favorite aspect of it is the fact that that even yeah. Elaine is 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 angered by Suze mm-hmm. because that's the worst name ever. That's fucking that's horrible. Not, I have no problem. Suze. I would probably call somebody Suze. What up, Suze? <laughs> but it's just a nickname. But, but I yeah. like the fact that even Elaine, I mean, it's not her name, but yet she's still being offended by being called Suze. I, I yeah. like the absurdity of that. Yeah. How about, yeah, we have, I mean, we both have two syllable first words or first names. But they just, they don't, they don't, nobody calls you Co. No. Core. I guess Core kind of well, happens sometimes. Yeah, as, as a kid, they would call me like Apple Core or something. But fun fact, my Star Wars name, uh, whenever I play a Star Wars game or anything, um, is Core Stevan, which my name is Corey Stevenson. And I drop the Y <laughs> and then Stevan is S-T-E-V-A-A-N because the two A's make it more Star Wars. You it, know? it sounds like you're taking that fucking the same cool juice that uh, Steve Urkel did when he became <laughs> Stefan Urkel. Yeah, yeah. You're becoming, ah, I'm not, I'm no longer Corey Stevens. <laughs> I'm Core Stefan. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It is, a, it is a bit of an Urkel vibe. <laughs> and yeah. I'm a nerd. So there Corey you go. It works. <laughs> I said Stevens. You know, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. You're, I know you know my last name. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> ah, yeah, I don't even like you that much. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you've only done this for like pushing three years with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, at uh, George's apartment. He gets a call, and this is one of the most iconic moments from Seinfeld. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. 
This is one of my favorite Seinfeld things ever uh, because, I mean, I grew up watching uh, Greatest American Hero, and this is the song that was in the theme song and everything, and it's so catchy. It is it is greatly catchy, and I love how later uh, Jerry's kind of humming it and everything, um, but I, I love this, man. And, and you know, you we've always we've seen people, like, they'll have this message on their uh, voice mm-hmm. message, and I think even one point, like, within the last 10 years, I think Jason Alexander was on uh conan and i think he called somebody and left that on their voicemail or something like that oh, so nice. even now like jason alexander is is knows that this is a huge fucking thing everybody fucking loves it yeah it is it is wonderful i mean Corey's tone deaf rendition aside <laughs> yeah. um that is without question the best part of greatest american hero john mm-hmm. and i actually talked about it on an episode yeah, way back i remember and the show is it's not great fucking bad yeah it, no and it's not even not great it is bad i know it's trash i know but when you're so. you know when you're growing up in the 80s and you're like six years old it's amazing you know <laughs> yeah i guess so you're like an maybe, alien suit sure. you're like yeah. if you have bad taste <laughs> yeah <laughs> right well i have good taste sir i watch seinfeld that's right <laughs> so. all right um then jerry calls and uh or jerry was calling you know he knows he's screening so jerry so george picks it up um and then he gets another call and so he has to hang up on jerry so he can make sure it goes through so he can screen it because he doesn't want allison to know that he's home uh but he wants it to just kind of keep this you know he's trying to keep dangle this this you know conversation if they don't have a talk they're not broken up it's called ghosting we have a word for it now (laughs) Well, like which is weird. Thing. It's like he's ghosting her to stay in the relationship. <laughs> yeah, true. And it's he actually kind of has does a little ingenious thing here because she calls and says, "Hey, I'm at my office. Just call me back. You know, you know, we need to talk." And he calls her home and says, "Oh, hey, I'm sorry I missed you. Uh, I'm, I guess I should have called you at your office. Oh well, bye." <laughs> <laughs> and so he's kind of like keeping he's he's keeping that dangle. Yep. Um, to you know, like, hey, you you might be able to get a hold of me. But I know I'm not going to let you. Yep. So uh, Elaine upset about this whole Peggy lady calling her Sue's and all this kind of shit. Kramer comes in. Um, we find out apparently he got into a fight. He got he went to tickets. OK. Also, I didn't mention uh, Allison gave like courtside tickets to Kramer, which is a uh, wow. That's an amazing. They kind of gloss right over that for yeah. something. And then it's just like, OK, it happens. And so he went to the game and he got into a fight. With Reggie Miller, yeah, at the game, and Elaine's going like, "Oh, Cheryl M- Miller's brother," and so of course I had to go look up who is Cheryl Miller because Reg- Reggie Miller is one of like an all-time great basketball players. Yeah, and and doesn't his sister do a commentary, courtside commentary? She does. Yeah, she did commentary on TNT, but she also is a basketball uh, female female star. Okay. She's in the Hall of Fame. Okay, and he's in the Hall of Fame. They might be like one of the only yeah. two brother sister duos in like the hall of fames for their respective sports yeah. so that being the same sport. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And of course, and then like, like this of course reminded me of the Shaq episode, um, of curb your enthusiasm a little bit because, Oh, of course, court, like courtside and then sort of getting in oh, a of fight type of thing happening. Yeah. We, we find out he threw a hot dog at Reggie Miller because <laughs> Reggie Miller and Spike Lee were getting going at it or whatnot. Yeah, but then they um, wound up like having like going out for for <laughs> three of them went to a strip club <laughs> yes, afterwards. I just like and now I'm like, well, that's the episode. Like Spike Lee, Kramer, yeah. and Reggie Miller at a strip club. That right there is a fucking episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, one thing they started this this conversation with, or Kramer talks about, it, he's like, well, they started the game an hour late. Yeah, um, trying to tie in the watch thing, and I was just like, that just still not funny. I was like I was like guys just drop it just don't even yeah. fucking just, <laughs> just drop, drop it. it so like so. that means that he got to the game an hour late which is oh not a half you know, that's not halfway through the game but like that's a good portion into it you know yeah um but because of this ruckus that he started um the bet that he made with Jerry's money it made the big hit the team that he wanted won by 30-something points, and he earned a cool G. And in my head, if Mike was any guy, a bookie, wouldn't he be paying attention to sports? And this would be all over the fucking yeah. news. And I thought that the play should be, 
you hustled, you you adjusted, you know, you fucked up and and um, yeah. changed the outcome the, of this yeah, game cr- to try and win. Yeah, cr- Kramer being friends with Jerry, who put the bet, and then Kramer <laughs> creates the incident. Yes. Yeah, I thought this was going to turn into a what you're saying, which is yes, Mike being like, but you affected the outcome, therefore the bet is moot or whatever, you know, or yeah. something. But nothing came from the fact that. Kramer caused the the point spread that caused you know Jerry mm-hmm. to win a thousand dollars, which then causes Mike to not be able to pay that debt, which causes what happened. Yeah. Like so, all these cause and effects. I don't know if they even should have happened in the first place because Mike should have said, "Fuck you, you caused this." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's collusion. Collusion. Exactly. That and by the way, anytime anyone says collusion, I think of the league first and foremost. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, uh, Peterman heard uh, about Peggy getting to, into things with Susie, and you know has a talk with Elaine, and basically he wants to meet with Susie and Elaine and Peggy in his office tomorrow. Yeah, because the house of Peterman is in disorder, apparently. And now, oh gosh, now Elaine's, you know, worried about that because Peterman knows her name. Peggy thinks she's Susie. Woo, shenanigans. <laughs> uh, all right, Kramer apologizes to Allison uh, because you know he she gave him those tickets, um, and Kramer he wants to go to another game right away because he wants to rig that one as he, as well. He says that Akeem Olajuwon he's a like ornery guy or something. He's got a temper on him or something. So he's obviously wants to make another bet and then wants to ruin another game. Yeah. Uh, so they the the keeping the tie of him you know wanting to keep get gambling and that's the end of it right here. With, with his portion of gambling, I think. Right, and did we even find, does he even get the tickets? Like, does he even, you know? Like- we, we ha- well, I think he does because it's, I think this is kind of the exchange that he talks about because Allison asks, you know, have you seen George? And he says, oh, well, he usually hangs out, you know, with the guy across from my apartment. And I think when they, we then will cut to them at Pomodoro, I think he says something about like, oh, Kramer, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I've made an arrangement with Allison. Oh, okay, maybe she's like, it. okay, so maybe she's like, if I give you the tickets, you got to yeah, be my, yeah. Break up, yeah. break up with George mm-hmm. or whatever. We'll, we'll get there just in a second. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Jerry sees Mike, and unfortunately, Mike didn't notice that Kramer changed the outcome of the game. Um, and also, he doesn't have the money to pay, uh, which, you know, Jerry <laughs> says is a little bit phony. Phony. <laughs> Yeah, seems phony to him because, uh, you know, he, he hung on to that and can't stand the guy because he called him phony. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Mike is trying to make things right a little bit and he tries to help carry his bags. He's very um, sniveling. And I even like when Jerry's like, he was very, Jerry's like, you're a bookie. Act like it. You know, yeah, <laughs> I like exactly. that. But I also do like at the beginning of the scene. It, and it doesn't come into play anywhere else, but the beginning of the scene, Jerry was singing the "Believe It or Not," George yes. is it, and I love that. I love that it has no nothing to do with anything, but I love that it got stuck in Jerry's mm-hmm. head. I think that was fantastic. Yep, absolutely. But agree. what? But how does the scene but, end? So Mike is trying to like help with like the trunk and stuff, and then Jerry, not paying attention, slams the uh, the uh, trunk onto Mike's hands. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, here we cut to Pomodoro and see George and then Kramer shows up um, basically at Allison having Kramer break up for her. And that's where I think that is yeah. the deal. There had to be some kind of deal, but we also get no continuation of that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, so. and you know, and it, there is humor from this with Kramer, you know, being her surrogate and being like, yes. you know, like, oh, you know, I, uh, like I wanted more from this relationship. And, and George is like, like, what do you like? Really? I didn't know that. And he's like, she's like, why are we doing this? And he's like, wait a minute. We're we talking about me or you and Kramer. I like how Kramer's like, oh, no, no, I don't want anything more from a relationship. Yeah. But then he, and then he like rolls back into her. You know, I'd like that. I thought that was funny. I, I feel this gay joke of kind of like, you know. Kramer kind of being like, you know, yeah. them being in a pseudo couple or whatnot. Yeah. It's played out. They've done this before in Seinfeld, yeah. and they did it much better in other episodes to where I'm just like, I don't need this again. You gave it to me. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Not that there's anything wrong with Not it. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that it. was much better. <laughs> yeah. And here it's just, it's just, it's played out. The joke is played out. So uh, at Peterman's office, Elaine is there. And she has to, you know, dance around who is Susie and whatnot. And she just is using pronouns and whatnot. And her and she and she and her and somehow ends up confusing, confusing everybody <laughs> every enough 
to make it, you know, who will figure out this this problem? Elaine and Susie, Susie and Elaine. Uh, and so they'll take care. She'll take care of it on her own. And I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoyed this. I like this. I like Fine. Peterman just getting so turned around that he's just confused. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I very much enjoyed this little exchange here. Yeah, fair. It, it was, yeah, it was solid. So um, Mike is scared of Jerry now because he comes in. <laughs> And he's got two broken <laughs> thumbs. And it's exactly what you think of like a classic bookie would do to somebody yeah. who doesn't pay him. But Jerry has did that to him. And, and this this whole Jerry bookie thing with him, this 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 really works for me. I very much enjoy this storyline yes. because because of what you just said, it's complete it's a 180, it's a flip. Yeah. And it's fun because we all know we've we've talked about it before. Some of these jokes only work because we have seven seasons of mm-hmm. Jerry and all of our teammates and you know, our our characters being man children, you know, all children, and we know they're the most you know non-violent people in the world and 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 non-threatening at all. So having this like spin really works for me. I agree. This storyline here picks up to be my favorite yeah. storyline, hands where. Down. I liked the idea of George's stuff with the answering machine and all this, the games he was playing. I liked that. They should have kept it. Once they introduced Kramer into the mix and Allison's out and it's Kramer the surrogate, that storyline takes a nosedive. Completely agree. It, yeah, it's weird because it starts out good there and then plummets. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry starts out sort of not really doing anything. But then Jerry's storyline yeah. skyrockets this episode. Yes, yes it does. So, um uh, they ultimately they decide that if uh, you know they can drop the bet if Mike will help you know fix his trunk. Fix his trunk. They, yeah, they mentioned earlier that the trunk's broken. You know, and then mm. Kramer after Mike leaves, Kramer's like, I think I was the one that broke your trunk. And then Jerry's like, Ah, eh, it it's just a car. I don't really care. You know, which yeah. goes back to. You know, that the, the money episode, the check episode, a couple mm-hmm. episodes with uh, a few episodes back with Jerry. That's why that episode was so weird to have Jerry yeah. like bouncing a check and everything, because this is the Jerry that I think we all know and love, which is Jerry. He's got a nice car. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, eh, it's just a car. Mm-hmm. He doesn't sweat the small bullshit, you know, and I think that's what we all love about Jerry, which is why it just made the bounce check thing so fucking weird. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. All right, uh, George comes in, and then he crosses paths with Kramer. Like, two exes seeing each other for the first time in a long while, that kind of thing. It's an awkward scene, and again, played out. Yeah, not funny. Just, nope, nope. Uh, Kramer drives his car. Um, He leaves that. He accidentally bumps into Jerry's trunk while Mike was in there trying to fix something, and it ends up locking Mike into the trunk. (laughs) I like that. Again, this, this is becoming my... Favorite yeah, storyline right of, now. And of course, it's because we also love to hate Mike, too, because he's such a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey everybody, I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. He overhears Elaine and Jerry as they they drive and have a conversation, and they're talking about you know what what she should do. Uh, what to deal what with she the should Susie do with situation. Susie? <laughs> yeah, and Jerry's like, no, you should eliminate her. And then <laughs> and then they start maniacally laughing, and he's like, look at that bumper sticker, and she's like, ah, <laughs> and it's just of course. 
from everything that Mike can hear there, it's, it sounds very um, uh, e- evil and, and maniacal, yeah, exactly. but we know yeah. that it's just silly and stupid and, oh, it's every, this is what I love. This is the shit that I yes. love with Jerry. So uh, George goes uh, uh, to Kramer looking for another chance. Um, you know, he wants another chance. He's going to Kramer, you know, as a surrogate for Allison um, and Kramer begrudgingly agrees Okay. Kramer does. Uh, Doesn't mean that Allison does. (laughs) Exactly. And we'll get that in a second. Uh, Peterman is looking for Susie um, because he wants to give her a fingerless glove division. Do you need an entire division for fingerless gloves? But Elaine's like, I thought I was, I had that one. And he does the, "Mm, nah. And that, I use that GIF all the time. Whenever I need to say nah or no, Uh it's that GIF right there. Okay. Um, and it's GIF. Yeah. Uh, I say, I'll say <laughs> since, that every since time. Season one. <laughs> since season fucking since one. Season one. <laughs> uh, but Elaine lets Peterman know that Susie, she just rump, jumps right into. Not that she quit. She committed suicide. She kills off Susie um, right there, uh, which, of course, is a bit upsetting. Um, but I, I enjoy the black co- comedy of that. Just like, yeah, fuck it. She's dead. Yeah, me too. I um, fucking love it. Quick scene of Kramer telling Allison, we're getting back together with George, which... She is not interested in, of course, but Kramer continues acting like the surrogate. So uh, then there's a wake for Susie. They're going to like, oh, and just so you know, all this time, Mike is still in the trunk. Oh, yeah. I'm not really sure <laughs> yeah. how long all this <laughs> yeah. stuff is. I mean, uh, they must have started this wake the next day, yeah, yeah, at least, I guess. Yeah. Or, yeah, at least overnight. But so, yeah, yeah. Mike's, <laughs> Mike's been in there <laughs> for a while. But um, also, I'm like, who the hell set this wake up? Nobody. It's she the doesn't family exist. Who does that there's kind of no stuff. family. There's no body. Would you have like a memorial service without? There's no body. The, there's no like. Who would have created this? Yeah, this I think falls under the you know re- preposterous, uh, you know fan, fan, fantastical aspect of this season, and 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 something we've talked about the direction that the show's going in. Um, and I've mentioned before that I actually enjoy some of the more fantastical stuff, so I don't have a problem with this. But I am curious, and when I was watching it, I was curious. What do you think about this? Is this fall into something that you do or don't like as far as fantastical Seinfeld goes? Um, I mean, I'll, I got to allow some fantastical because it's a TV show sure. and these guys are ridiculous characters. Um, but it does make me just, I don't know. Does It does make me, it pulls me out for a second. Yeah. And that's something I never really like when it's something I notice that I'm like, wait a minute. How the fuck did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Elaine then kind of fixes the confusion with Peggy, just finally saying, hey, no, 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 my name's Elaine, um, and just kind of setting that straight. <laughs> that felt anticlimactic to me, honestly. Yeah. What What isn't, what does work here. What's, what's the best part of this whole episode is Jerry's, Jerry's. His, his exchange with Peggy during all of this uh, madness. Yeah. And I love uh, when Peggy says, I think says to Jerry, she's like, well, then I guess I never knew Susie. And I love how Jerry's mm-hmm. like, Suze? Because <laughs> he, he uses yeah. it. He goes, I actually had a little thing with her for a while. And then he points to, an, to Elaine. He goes, her too. He just yeah. he is just eating it up. He is. He is. Um, but yeah. Uh Peterman pulls in and he knocks Jerry's trunk coincidentally. Uh how perfectly he knocks his his trunk, which pops open again because it's broken, so that's why it pops open randomly. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little surprised that that they let that car that whatever old expensive car that he's driving that they had to rent actually fucking touch bumpers with the other car. I was shocked by that. I mean, the fact that two people bumped other cars and didn't leave a note pisses me off. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's even worse. (laughs) But also it's just like, it's kind of this, the whole mic going in and out of the trunk is a pretty big coincidence (laughs) of requiring people to knock into the car. Yeah. Yeah. So, Um, but Mike, you know, gets out and escapes, uh, and he sees a sign. It's, it's it's at Susie's memorial. So, which from what he heard before, he knows. Um, you know, he freaks out. Yes, I, I hope he went um, to the bathroom first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, at the Yankee Ball, uh, Kramer comes instead of Allison in a tux that he had and or a suit that he had, and you know, she didn't want to come, of course, and so they end up bickering you know like a couple or whatnot and it ends up fighting and whatnot it ends up 
tearing the back of uh, Kramer's suit completely perfectly weirdly <laughs> as it spins him or some would say twirls him in uh, to this um, ball area into, into Mr. Wilhelm. Who Which I, I thought was gone was like, with the yes. cult. <laughs> are, are you no longer at Sunshine yeah. Cleaners? What the fuck? I, I was I was shocked to see Mr. Wilhelm because I thought he was gone yeah. with the cult. I, it it felt honestly like a um, continuity error. Yeah. to me. Yeah, it was more than anything. Maybe they just put him in there because there's a recognizable face. Because honestly, the uh, past episode when we had the Yankees meeting and there were zero recognizable faces, I didn't like that. Yeah, I, honestly, it was like there was no. Um, Mr. Wilhelm, there was no that other guy, the, uh, the, uh, the Afri- you know, the his American direct guy. boss. Yeah, the, well, he yeah. was already gone. But the, he was already there gone. There was a time when there was a bunch of people that we recognized yes. all season long, you know? And, yeah, and yeah I, I'm with you. I, now that I think about it, actually it didn't hit me at the time, but now that I think about it, I'm with you. It was weird not having any recognizable faces in there. And if Wilhelm is still around, why wasn't he there then? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. Exactly. But also at the same time, I'm, I was writing down the note. Oh, it's Mr. Wilhelm. And then I was like, oh, my God. I just realized I, at episode 15, we haven't seen any Steinbrenner this entire season, which, well, of course, makes sense because Larry David's not here, yada, yada, yada. And yeah. sort of the way they yeah, yeah, ended it that. and everything. But it did just occur to me at episode 15 that there was no oh, Steinbrenner. Yeah. I, and you, you remember how much I complained about Steinbrenner. So are you, are you um, happy that we haven't had any Steinbrenner so far this season? I'm fine that there's no Steinbrenner. Yeah. But I, my comment stands that it just feels weird not – because, like, you always have to have – when you're showing these things at work, you know, we need that Mr. Lippman mm-hmm, tie-in. Mm-hmm. We need that, you know, Mr. Peterman. Um, we need – Wilhelm. Kruger, we need Wilhelm. We need somebody. And so, like, without it, it just felt off. So I guess maybe that's why they brought him in. Um, But, yeah, but anyway, so Kramer twirls in exactly like the way George wanted Allison to. And such an entrance. Wilhelm calls it out. And he's like, oh, I'm with him, uh, with George. And I just, again, eh. Yeah. And the only positive thing I'll say is I I like the fact that Wilhelm didn't care. He's like, Oh, you're with George. Like I thought that was kind of nice, you know, that it wasn't a big deal that, that George brought another guy with him. I like, I like that, but it just, not that there's anything wrong with it. There's anything wrong with it, but it was just, it was just like, we've done it before. You're right. We've done it before. And it just, and and then now we're doing it lesser than. So -hmm. if you're going to do it again, do it better than, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, something that we alluded to last episode about, um, Mr. Uh, or Mr. Peterman's insanity. Yeah. Uh, he's at the memorial service. He starts talking about a night that he had with Susie, um, that, you know, that they let their passions fly one night. And so he is definitely losing it or he just makes up all this shit. Maybe all of his fucking stories are all bullshit. Yeah, it's probably it's very possible. Yeah, I think too. so. And of course, you know, Jerry leans back to Peggy again. He's like, yeah, but you didn't sleep with both of them, you know, because Elaine's there. So that's <laughs> <Yeah>. funny, too. <laughs> See, to me, he has become the phony. Yeah. Uh, yes, Mr. Yeah. Peterman is, Peterman's is the, phony. the phony. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Good point, actually. Yeah. Uh, but then in comes Mike screaming. No, she didn't kill herself. She was murdered by Jerry Seinfeld. And then uh, Jerry looks back at Peggy and says, not only that, but I broke his thumbs. And then he looks back and he's just, he's smiling. Yeah. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. Yes, Jerry was the best part of the memorial service by far. Yeah. So uh, we then get a tag of Peterman wanting to make a charitable foundation in Susie's honor. Uh, I feel like wouldn't, everything have unraveled that she's not real by that point? Or now did he think that Jerry actually killed her or what, what does he think? Like, I feel like all of that should have unraveled at that time, but whatever. And he wants Elaine to be involved because she was the best friend, quote unquote. This is, this is obviously paralleling blatant callback to the Susan Ross foundation and what happened to George. And that kind of happens a lot with Elaine. Uh, The things that happened to George happened to him first. And (laughs) it kind of happened to Elaine later. That's a good point, actually. And we get, the same kind of shot we had from George. The, uh, the, the con shot, yeah. The con shot um, of the scream of Sue's as if this camera is above her head and spins. Yeah. And I, I didn't care for that. Uh, tag okay. You liked it though. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I kicked yeah. off the last episode. Give us your final thoughts and ratings on this one. Um, I 
found this episode to be okay-ish. <laughs> okay-ish. Um, the Susie thing got annoying to me immediately. Like, or maybe not immediately, but after a while. Like, I just stopped caring about that. Yeah, I'll give you that that scene when Elaine had to dance around stuff and she did the enthusiastic me and Susie and Elaine, Elaine and Susie or whatever. Like, that was solid. She kind of conned them all um, and it got out of hand for her. I did not, I actively did not like the George and Kramer storyline. It was better, as we talked, it was better in the first, like, third of it when it involved Allison and he was tricking her, and I just wish he got more of that. And then in comes Kramer, and he just completely takes over it, and it turns into this gay joke. And not that there's anything wrong with it, but they already did it, and they already did it better. I really did like the Mike storyline, which before was okay, and it got better and better and better. Um, so, you know, I like how it kind of weaved into the Susie stuff. So, you know what? Actually, I'm, I'm kind of debating on what my score, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to final one. You know, solid, decent enough episode because it's right down the middle. And even though Mike had two, I'm giving this 2.5 broken thumbs <laughs> out of five. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much exactly where you are on on all the same points. Um, I feel pretty much exactly the same way. But I just think a little bit more. I like the Mike and Jerry. Well, you know what? I'll take it back. I actually like the Jerry and Peggy stuff. It's some of my favorite uh. <laughs> Jerry stuff in, in the entire series. I love how he just he leans into being the bad boy in this episode, which is interesting because, you know, George, we've seen George be the bad boy, but he also mm-hmm. is a self-proclaimed bad boy. Here, Jerry leans into being a bad boy, but he doesn't actually just say it. He just does it, and I think that works so much better than when George does it. So I'm going to have to give this just a little bit above you because I think I like the the Jerry and Peggy stuff just a mm-hmm. smidge more than you did. And I'm going to give this three dead Susies out of five. Okay. Did I steal your broken thumbs? You did. You did. So I'm think sorry, no, no, my perfect, man. Perfect. You did. You, yours was perfect with it. So uh, my my backup was the greatest American answering machine machine. <laughs> greatest American answering machine message. There you go. That <laughs> would have been a good one too. But uh, I'm I'm glad we both. It, it's still a fun episode. I think this this one yes. was. And uh, for me, oh, yeah. it was much better than the the Van Buren boys. So I'm happy about that. But uh, yeah, it, it ended the exact same. I think for me as the Van Buren boys. Yep. Yes. It yeah. Did. Yeah, it did. So. It did. But you know what I'm always happy about? Every single episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. What's going on, my man, over there with the tournament right now? Yeah, the tournament is uh, well underway. We are probably, we're still in the round of 32. We have a long way to go. That uh, that tournament, jump on now if you, if you want to. If you're enjoying the style of, uh, of trivia and, and kind of throwback trivia, there's been Seinfeld questions on there before because we have TV categories and 90s gets hit. Um, but... We're in the middle of, like, yeah, our round of 32. It's going to go all the way till October of this year. Good God. Like, it's going to be a long tournament. But it's super fun. We're really enjoying it. We've got a great uh, group of patrons who are in the tournament. So uh, we're really, really digging it. A lot of a lot of fun, close episodes. Or, sorry, not episodes. Close uh, matches between yeah. some people. And it's been really, really good trivia. So uh, make sure you guys check that out. Also, check out the Blast from Our Past podcast. Another one I do with my brother where we talk uh, all things nostalgia. Kind of the more bigger brighter stuff the uh, light side of the force if you will where <laughs> the podcasting after dark is definitely the dark side of the force. That, that is you are correct uh you guys tackle more of the mainstream nostalgic movies and tv shows from the 80s 90s and 2000s podcast after dark talk ta- tackles the cult movies the lesser known movies and tv shows from the 70s 80s and 90s and some from the 2000s um and if you're uh, you know if you're a fan of Podcast After Dark, I'll just plug uh, uh, TV Obscura. You know, it's a spinoff show that we have over there and uh, we basically dive into um, once a month, we'll dive into three shows, uh, weird, obscure TV shows from our youth, either live action or, you know, animated. And uh, we have a bunch of bunch of good times over there. That's that's not English, but you guys get it. We have a good time. (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, you know, if if you like what we're doing, if you like Blast From Our Past, please check out 
talking back because uh, Tim and Dean are always having a good time. Right now, they're actually uh, tackling the entire Star Wars uh, franchise, every movie yeah. in the franchise, and I, I believe that includes Solo and Rogue One, but they're doing one a month, and it'll take them the entire year to do it. Um, so check that out. And our buddies over at Action Action, they're always cranking out new, hot, awesome content, talking about action movies and everything. Uh, I don't, they don't really have an ongoing series or anything for me to plug, but if you like action movies, then obviously check out Action Action. And of course, Thank you all for for supporting our show. Thank you all for supporting every show in our podcast network. And we know that you all do because we we see the comments and everything. So thank you all so, so much for all of that. We appreciate you guys. You are all fantastic. And we will talk to you next time when we discuss the pothole. everybody i'm Corey, and i'm zach and we're the hosts of podcasting after dark a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s often found on hbo and cinemax you know the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid you can find us every other week on apple podcasts spotify podbean and stitcher this is what you want this is what you get Everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey. That's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast.